Hello and welcome back to the Great Date Guy podcast. My name is Rob Wong, and today we're talking about how to become a sexy person in one easy step. Maybe one and a half. Now, the first thing to remember is that this is not an instantaneous transformation, though it can be something that you step into right here and now and put into play effectively. So the first thing to note is that this podcast is for you if you feel like you're not the kind of person that's sexy. You're just kind of like normal, you know, like you've never traditionally viewed yourself as the kind of person that just like oozes sex appeal. This podcast is for you if you feel like you're kind of a plain Jane or whatever the male equivalent of a plain Jane would be. A plain Zane? <laughs> Ah, okay, yeah, terrible jokes aside, um, <laughs> finally, <laughs> this podcast is for you if you want to learn how to be amazing, how to create mind-blowing experiences for people, either during foreplay or during sex. Like, if you want to be categorically different than every other person they've run into. Now, first and foremost, I want to start off with a caveat that this is, again, one of those things that I think all, all of us have someone in mind when we think about what sexiness is, right? And it occurs, it used to occur to me, and I think that it probably occurs for a lot of people, that there's some universal standard of sexiness that I have to continue to build towards. Until I hit a specific threshold, then it's impossible for me to be a sexy person. And I'm going to request, if you've got that point of view in mind, right, I am not sexy enough, I still have to do X, Y, and Z, then I recommend that you set that aside for now, for the next few minutes, okay? I will also add that I, this, this idea is not something that I created right? This is something that I have been informed about, and I think it's absolutely freaking brilliant, right? So I'm going to propose to you, in the same way that this was proposed to me, that being sexy has less to do about whether or not you're meeting that high watermark of being the sexy person, right? Of being the swimsuit model, and that like, amazing form-hugging cocktail dress of being uh fuck what's tom cruise in top gun <laughs> he was okay side note i think tom cruise was more creepy in top gun than than attractive like physically it was all there but like oh my god like every single smile that he had there was like it never reached his eyes he just looked like a stabby serial killer type of person that aside, um, okay, what's what's a better example of this? Johnny Depp is no longer there because of all the recent scandal. I feel like that's kind of tainted his reputation, even though... Okay, it's good. okay forget that. Set that aside. Who's a good male role model here? Uh, Channing Tatum, right? Yeah. So if I'm not Channing Tatum enough, <laughs> if I don't look like The Rock, maybe that means that I'm not attractive, right? Because they're examples of attractiveness, and I don't look anything like them, so how could someone want someone like me? Right? If I'm not attractive, and I'm not sexy, then it's just that I lack those characteristics. When the reality is, it, it, you are simply not taking enough risks. 
And I'm going to say that again. <laughs> the reality here is that you're simply not taking enough risks. Now, if you look at sexy people, one of the things that you'll find, I think, and I'm going to argue that this is reliable, is that they are constantly putting themselves at risk for judgment and rejection, right? It takes a little something to go out with an extra deep V, right? It takes a little something to try to be sexy for another human being. And the minute that we stop taking risks is the minute that we limit our ability to occur as sexy to other people. In fact, I am going to argue that being sexy really only comes down to two things, and you probably already know what those two things are. You just aren't doing them enough, right? And in addition, I'm going to add that this probably wasn't even a conscious choice. Because putting yourself out on a limb, especially when it comes to sexiness, right, is super confronting. I don't want someone to reject me for trying to turn them on. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> that is the worst feeling. Um, and I think that's kind of what's in the background for most of us. But, you know, if, if we're going to come down to brass tacks, then being sexy is only two steps. I know I promised one and a half. It's actually two. It is that, one, I find out and I am constantly inquiring about what turns on this other person, whether they tell it to me explicitly or I'm simply searching it out when I am exploring their bodies or their minds, right? I am constantly looking for ways that I can turn this human being on. So that's part one. Now, what do you do if you have this huge catalog of things that turns on this other human, right? Now, you've got like 10 or 15 things. Uh, you know that they like being kissed on the neck. You know that it really does it for them when their hair is pulled. Uh, and a, a bunch of other things, right? Like maybe they like having their nipples flicked. I'm not sure who, <laughs> what works in this situation. But the next part is being willing to do that kind of thing at the risk of rejection, right? To continue to put yourself on the line, to continue to do those sorts of behaviors, whether or not you think it's going to be reciprocated, right? Now, I don't mean that you're going to take this on in a rapey way and you do it constantly all the time without checking in. Check in. Make sure that it's wanted, right? Ask questions. But once you've established that it is a wanted behavior, it's up to you to continue to do that. Because when you look at it, sexiness is not necessarily about how you feel about you. In fact, if you look into your pool of friends or the people that you've dated in the past or the people that are interested in you, undoubtedly, there are people out there who think you are sexy even if you do not. So sexiness really has less to do about what you think about you and more to do about what other people think about you. So if we're going to take it on from that perspective, then the type of person who is constantly looking for ways to turn another human being on, right, in a wanted kind of way, like again, 
gotta emphasize, it's got to be a consensual kind of thing. Do not just wander up to people at the bar and start pinching nipples. No bueno, right? That I mean, it might work for you, but it might not. And I don't. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't just go implementing this willy-nilly without getting the full picture, right? Once you understand that it is wanted behavior, right? Check in, ask questions. Once you understand that it is wanted behavior, continuing to do this will allow you to occur as a sexy person to other people because that's where it exists, right? It doesn't matter if you don't think that you're a sexy person. You're still turning this other person on. And who does that kind of thing? Sexy people. <laughs> so, I don't know what that conversation is going to look like for you. I really don't. And, and I can offer some brief guidelines in the same way that I offer guidelines for any other part of the dating process. Be authentic. If it's uncomfortable for you to have that conversation, if you're excited, if you're overjoyed, if you're kind of resisting it because you don't want to come off creepy, say those things and then have the conversation anyway. Really want to get to understand you and what turns you on. Um, I want to be sexy for you. So can we talk about that and go from there again? doesn't have to be that conversation verbatim. In fact, I recommend that you look for what's real for you, put it into words, and simply talk. Um, <laughs> the same way that you would approach any other conversation, wanted or unwanted. It really is that simple. So, as a brief recap, sexiness is not some global standard. It varies from person to person. Sexiness is actually something that lives over inside the other person. They are the one who gets to experience you as sexy or not. And it's certainly helpful if you think of yourself as sexy, but there are going to be people that see you as sexy whether or not you actually believe it. Finally, there are two steps to being sexy. I'm saying that word a lot, but I guess that's what happens when you tune into a podcast about being sexier. So <laughs> the first rule is find out what turns them on, right? Get consent, find out what turns them on. And the second rule is continue to take risks and implement it, right? Do it at times that you think that it might be unwanted. See what works for the other person. And as it becomes part of your natural behavior set of how you interact with this person, you cannot help but occur as sexy for that human being. And if you're lucky, that'll bleed over into how you interact with other people too. Assuming that's what you want. <laughs> all right. That is all the time that we have for today. Thanks for tuning in again. Love you for listening. And we'll catch you in the next episode of the Great Date Guy podcast. Cheers.